Hi, everybody. My name's Shannon. I'm the recovery pastor. And this is part two of Check Yourself. So we're asking questions and we're looking at our um, our surroundings and making sure that we are still in a place where it's easier to not use. So we're being healthy in our recovery walk. So the first one we talked about avoiding uh, triggers, person, uh, people, places, and things, and making sure we had everything in check. And when we felt a little edgy, we went through HALT, H-A-L-T. So this is part two. So we're going to look at a healthy uh, recovery circle. How do we develop a healthy recovery circle? Okay. So most people start off their recovery pretty much the same. They, you know, you go through a detox, you get into a program, whether it's in-house or outpatient, but you're on a road. You're, you're trying your best. But everybody recovers differently. Because everybody's cycle of addiction was different. So now, the biggest thing to keep in mind is addiction will isolate you. That is, it's easy to be in isolation because we don't have to justify to anybody what we're doing, why we're doing it, or how we feel when we're doing it. And so you feel like the world gets smaller and smaller and smaller. And in recovery, the very first thing you learn is to reach out. The very first thing you learn is to come out of denial. Denial is that isolation. So there are some things that we have to keep in check in our recovery circle. Number one, know that not everybody is is your friend. Know that some people will never understand what you're going through because they haven't been through it. And some people don't know how to support you because they don't know your needs because maybe their recovery is different than yours. But don't let that stop you. You need to keep forming your recovery circle. The right people will come along and you'll know it instantly. And there are so many people who want to help you. But maybe they want to help you in a way where, hey, just I'm going to tell you exactly what you do. Step one, two, and three. You do this, you're going to be great. We're not robots. I will tell you, listen to the information that everybody gives you. Take note, apply to your life what works best for you. So, when you're developing a recovery circle, a strong circle is a strong recovery. Because a strong circle is going to look at you and call you out, even when you don't even see you're slipping away. Okay? So, your circle should include uh, a mix of the following. Okay? So, You should have some family members. You should have some friends. And I'm talking like close family members, trusted family members, and trusted friends. You should have some health professionals. This might be addiction counselors. This might be mental health counselors. And again, I say, I've said it before and I'll say it now, professional help on any level is 100% perfection. Because you are reaching out for a different perspective on your current situation so that you can get stronger. And then also in your group, in your mix of your uh, recovery circle, you need your your actual um, home meeting groups. I know many people attend meetings all over the place. 
but they have a home group. And usually that home group is the first one you got connected with in recovery. They've seen you through the good, bad, the ugly, and the difficult. And they love you, and they encourage you, and that's why they're your home group. They're where you're connected. Now, I also know several people that have gone to, you know, they may have, uh, for example, they're battling prescription pills. But in their past, they have had family members who are alcoholics. So they may go to, they may go to AA, they may go to Al-Anon, they may go to all different groups. They may go to NA, they may go to CA, they may go to Gamblers Anonymous, they may go to Adult Children Anonymous, they may go to all different ones. That's okay. I've had people ask before, why would you go to all those groups? Because somewhere they are getting fed a new perspective that helps them stay on the recovery walk. And see, that's the benefit of having a good support recovery circle. You're not alone. You're learning more about addiction, which means you're coming out of denial more and more. And you're learning new strategies for success in your recovery. Plus, it gives you this safe feeling There's no judgment. Even though some will look at you and call you out, you know they're doing it out of love because they want you to be stronger. There's no guilt and shame, which is, you know, that's the common emotions that keeps us locked into addiction, and we, we refuse to come out of that. So a couple of questions. Again, the the scale is four is a definite always yes. Three is a little bit more than half. Two is, eh, I'm kind of in the middle of the road. One is less than half. And zero is absolutely none. So we're going to, I'm going to ask you some questions. Keep score because we're going to add these to the first ones in the previous episode. And I've got a couple more episodes. So the higher the number, remember the closer you could be at risk of uh, relapse or triggers coming into your life okay first question how many times in the last month have you really gone to your recovery group at least twice a week so how many times over the last month have you gone at least twice a week because you know I tell everybody you need three meetings a week that's not always a recovery meeting Sometimes it's a, a, faith committee, a, a faith community, like a small group, like a Bible study. But it's still a community of encouragement that keeps you striving to grow in your recovery. Okay. So the next question, how many days a week do you communicate with your sponsor? The next one, how many days per week do you work your steps? Do you read them and actually work them? Next question. How often do you reach out and ask for help when you have cravings? Remember, any craving is an opportunity to relapse. Doesn't matter how big or small it is. Doesn't matter how long it's lasted. It's an open door. So how many times have you reached out and asked for help when you had craving? So the next one. When a situation arrives... You know, 
how often do you ask for advice before you put anything into action? Because remember, a knee-jerk reaction is just that. It's just a reaction. But if you think about what's going on and then you act, then you're more clear-headed. So I tell people a knee-jerk reaction is only as good as the thought put into the action. So a knee-jerk, there is no time to think. So it kind of puts us in a, in a vulnerable situation. And then last, have you made new recovery friends? You got to come out of isolation. You got to trust new people on this walk. Have you made new recovery friends? So that's the questions for this episode. Again, keep this running total. We got a couple more episodes to go. But uh, this is part two of Check Yourself. Till next time, speak life, be a blessing. Put your faith feet into action to cause a ripple effect. Much agape, everybody.